goodbye, honey, I love you, you're beautiful. Yes, I can say that, I am your mother. Okay, okay, I love you, goodbye. I'll see you next year. That's my boy, Sammy. Sorry, Samuel. <laughs> I just get so excited when I see him because it only happens once a year when my husband and I make the 14-mile journey from our home in Rama here to Shiloh to worship the Lord. He lives here now. He has ever since he was yay high running around on his cute chubby little legs. And yeah, it is kind of strange that he lives here, but I would not have it any other way. That boy is living proof that God hears the cries of the brokenhearted. That is what I named him after all, Samuel, God hears. It's a really good story. Okay, let me tell you how this goes. Have you, have you ever felt like God just forgot you? Like he looked right past you and gave everything you ever wanted to somebody else. I can relate. There is a time that I did not have this joy that I have now. There was a time when I was so deep, dark into depression that I could not even eat. You see, I married the perfect man. Elkanah, oh, what a godly man. And we were so in love. And we had all these dreams of having this huge family with a whole troop of kids running about and laughing and singing. It was going to be great. And so we tried and we tried. And we tried and I just, I couldn't get pregnant. A family was everything we ever wanted. Everything Elkanah ever wanted. And the shame and the guilt that I felt as a woman. Because not only could my amazing husband not have the family he wanted, there would be no one to carry on his legacy. Because my body was just broken. I was the one that was broken. And I knew he still loved me. But it didn't matter. I remember that I would cry out to God night after night and ask him, just one, just one son. And I would sit outside our tent under the stars and I would look up to this big black sky where God is supposed to be and say, God, are you even listening? Do you even care? I mean, wasn't it you who put the dream of having a family in my heart in the first place? That was you, wasn't it? I mean, I'm not asking for anything crazy. Just one. One kid? But the fact was, we needed a son to carry on Elkanah's legacy. So he also married Penina. Oh, this woman, what a piece of work. Oh, and if it wasn't bad enough watching her live out my dream, that girl is mean. She is a flat-out bully, and she took every opportunity she could to make my life miserable. Her favorite time was when we would come here to worship the Lord, and she would make this big show about thanking God for her many children and how he had blessed her womb and how she wasn't barren like other women. Oh, that woman makes me so angry. Oh, 
And, you know, it's funny because all that anger was not the worst thing that I felt. Because she was right. She was blessed, and I wasn't. I had been forgotten. It's like God couldn't, or he just wouldn't hear me. So I didn't sleep, I didn't eat, I barely spoke. And Elkanah tried to be kind and nice to me. And he even gave me the double portion of the sacrifice meat when we came here. Didn't matter. And I knew, I knew it hurt him to see me so depressed as if he wasn't enough for me. I was in such a dark place. There's nothing nobody could do to just pull me up and cheer me up and get me out of myself. But even in my debilitating despair, there was something, something deep down inside of me, kind of like a whisper from God himself, something that was coming up out of the deepest parts of me, and it's like God was saying, Hannah, I love you. I have a plan. Are you ready? Are you ready to do whatever it takes to be a part of it? And when my husband and I were here worshiping the Lord, that whisper just got louder and louder. Hannah, I love you. I have a plan. Hannah, I love you. I have a plan. Until I just ran out of the room. I had to get out of there. And I threw myself at the Lord's mercy. And I was so upset I couldn't even speak. But I just cried out to God, God, God of the heavenly armies, if you just remember me, look down on your servant. Please don't forget me. If you would just look and give me one, one son, I promise I will give him back to you and he will serve in your temple days of his life. Okay, so this is the really funny part (laughs) because like I said, I was so upset. I couldn't even speak. But as I prayed, I was praying in my spirit and my mouth was moving. (laughs) And the high priest, Eli, thought I was drunk. (laughs) Can you believe it? Me, drunk. Well, at first it was all I could do to assure him that I was in no way drunk. But then I felt something again pulling me up outside of the darkness inside of myself, pulling me out to tell him my story and how I had been praying my heart out to God. And then something happened that I just, I was not ready for that day. He said, go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant you what you've asked of him today. Peace. It's like a dark cloud just lifted off of my shoulders. I mean, nothing had changed in my situation, right? But something shifted in my heart. There was peace. And as I walked out that day, I could finally feel the warmth of the heat on my face and the warmth of the love of God in my heart. God heard me. I just knew it. God heard me, and he had a plan. And I think, I thought, I was finally ready to be a part of it. Well, 
babies take time, you know, so nothing happened at first, but every day I lived my life to the promise that God hears the cries of the brokenhearted. It was this cadence that I walked out every single day to, and sure enough, in due time, after a while, it wasn't just the joy of the Lord in my belly. Samuel, God heard me. And the day that my Sammy was born was the happiest and most wonderful day of my whole life. I felt so blessed. I just thanked God every day and every moment for giving me this beautiful baby boy. It was amazing. But time keeps passing, right? And the time came, like it does every year, for our family to go up to Shiloh to worship the Lord And the events of that day just all came rushing back to me. How I had thrown myself at the mercy of the Lord and how I had promised him, if he would just give me one son, then I would give him back to him all the days of his life. You mean, so God gave me the cry of my heart, finally, and I was just supposed to give it back. I was just supposed to surrender my son and send him away forever? Now, I told you that Elkanah is a godly man, but how was I supposed to tell that man with a dream of a family that our one and only son was going to have to go away forever? But just as God had been working in my heart, he had been working in Elkanah's heart too. And he said, Do what you think is best. Wait until you've weaned him and let God complete what he has started. Let God complete what he started. God had a plan. He kept up his end of the bargain. He gave me a son. Now I was the other part of that plan. It was my turn to fulfill my end of the bargain and to trust God and to surrender my life and my son's life to his perfect plan. The day that I had to take Samuel to the temple to be dedicated was the hardest and most gut-wrenching day of my life. My baby was so confused, and I could hear his cries as I had to walk out and leave him there. Mama! Mama! God never said it was going to be easy to follow his plan. But he did give me peace in my heart that following his plan is best. And at least I get to come back every year and I get to see him. He is a grown teenager now. And when I surrendered my son to God's plan, God did an amazing work in Samuel's life as well. It's like... That boy just has a huge call on his life. And I hear God even talks to him directly. (laughs) Oh, that boy is living proof that God hears the cries of the brokenhearted. And we have so many brokenhearted people in our land today. I don't know if you've ever felt like I did, like God completely forgot you or looked over you, like he couldn't or just wouldn't hear you like you were so far down in deep darkness 
and despair and depression, that there was nothing anybody could do to pull you out. You know, when I go around and I tell my story, I get to hear all kinds of other stories of God's goodness. People who've been in divorce or who've lost children or who've lost family members or who've got up, caught up in all these other kinds of sin that just eat away at your soul and leave you lost in a pit of darkness. So if, if you can resonate with my story, I will tell you the same thing that I tell them. Our God is love. He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast faithfulness and love, and he loves you. He hears you. Our God hears the cries of the brokenhearted. He can turn your mourning into dancing. So just pour your heart out to him like I did and let his hope and peace heal your heart. Our God loves you and he has a plan. So are you ready? Are you ready to do whatever it takes to be a part of it? Coming, honey. I gotta go home. But it was so very nice to meet you. And hey, go in peace. I'll see you next year, hopefully. It was so nice to meet you. Bye. Thank you, Angie. Friends, I know that's a different way of hearing scripture, but she she spoke the Lord's word to us in such a creative and powerful way. I can tell you um, through my wife's and I personal story, it means a lot to us. As I was hearing the story of Hannah, which my my wife and I are very, very familiar with, um, the thing that I'm taking home is what's in a name? What's in a name? I often joke, I got the name Steve, which is a lot like vanilla, right? It's pretty common. I used to think it was a unique name. I found out, like, every other person is named Steve. I like my name. I actually like it. I think it means crowned one. Um, that some of you who know me, yeah, you guys get the joke there. When Heather and I um, heard that we were having twins, We really wanted to be intentional with what we named our children, Judah and Olivia, who were born almost, well, over four years ago now, four years and a couple of days. And it was kind of cute. Last night I was putting Judah down after a busy weekend. And and he goes, Daddy, I don't want to be named Judah anymore. (laughs) Really? What do you want to be called? Not Judah. How about Bear? No. So I was just playing around with him. I said, okay, how about Shazam? He's like, yeah, Shazam. He's not Shazam, he's Judah, and he's Judah for a very specific reason. Because of our story, Judah means I will praise. means I will praise. And, and I ask you, what, uh, what's so important about a name? And that's the thing that I took away, because Hannah was barren for those many years, and she was in a deep, dark place. And every year, her rival, Penina, I'm probably absolutely wrong, used to provoke her and want to put her down and highlight her misery and her depression. 
But then she named her son Samuel, God hears. And it was in that name that she would be reminded that God heard her cry. God heard her prayers and God still hears today. God hears the cry of the brokenhearted. Don't listen to Penina. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy that wants to give you a different name to listen to, a different stereotype to live by, but live in the promise that God has for you that he hears you when you're broken. He hears you in your brokenness. No matter what you are going through, God hears you. And I know it may be hard to hear his voice because Penina sounds so loud. But friends, God hears and God stands ready to bless you and to love you. That was my takeaway. Thank you, Angie. Thank you. I don't know what your takeaway is there, but friends, may the story of Hannah and what she went through remind you of God's love and blessing to you, that he hears you and he's with you. Amen? Friends, receive this as your benediction as you go. May you go hearing the voice of the Lord. May you go being reminded that he is close to you when you are brokenhearted. And each one of us, whether we are today, most likely we will experience brokenheartedness as long as we draw breath on this earth or the Lord returns. And so when those times come, may you be reminded that God hears you, God loves you, and God is with you. And to not listen to the voice of your rival, the one who would want to put you down, to cast doubt or shame or guilt upon you. Listen to the voice of the Lord.